Hello. Hello. Tim. Hey, Zach. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Tim. Yeah, man. It's Tim and Chris. What's going on, brother? How are you? What's going on, guys? How you doing, man? Doing good. <laughs> we just got done blasting Scream for me, man. Awesome. Hell yeah. Excellent. Hell yeah, dude. I was I was envisioning the whole time, man, fucking the crowd in Lexington at the Tennessee Metal Devastation Music Fest. Fucking yeah, man. screaming, dude. Head banging, yeah, fucking man. falling into the portal of hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to open several times that night. <laughs> or that day, I should say, day and night. So, awesome. so tell us, man, what's what's been going on, you guys, uh, neck of the woods, man? Um, we've been, you know, uh, rehearsing a bunch, getting ready for the shows. We got a, a, a couple shows coming up. Um, we got four shows lined up right now, but we're obviously looking for more shows to book. So, um, but currently if I can talk about shows, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. On, uh, so we got a show in, in Delaware at a place called bar 13, um, on September 10th. And then we come down to Tennessee metal devastation, um, on October 8th. And um, which we're really looking forward to that. Um, we have we, the last time we played in Tennessee um, was when we were in our previous band back in the '90s. So we're obviously absolutely looking forward to coming back down to Tennessee and playing with the new project and uh, hoping everyone digs it. Um, and then we got another show up in Allentown, PA, on October 15th, and then um, in March 2023 we were playing in Las Vegas, uh, an event called Apocalypse in the Desert. Um, and there's some other things that we got in the works for next year, hopefully big things. Um, we're looking forward to hopefully nailing those down, but I can't speak about them right now, but hopefully they happen. And then we might have, obviously it's, you know, there's still many months left in the year, so we'll probably have other shows. Maybe we can get down to Virginia and up north a little bit in New York and Connecticut and stuff uh, a little bit later this year and stuff. But yeah, that's what we're working on. Man, that is awesome, dude. That is awesome. Sounds like you guys are busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we um we definitely keep busy. And, you know, um, working on some new music too. Like you know, I'm always working on new music, and I uh, let the guys hear it. So we'll probably start, you know, working on some new music later in the year. See if we can get something rolling for something next year. You know, a little bit later, maybe if not. But yeah, definitely. Hell always yeah. staying busy. Writing machine, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, you you were mentioning uh, you haven't been down here to Tennessee since your last since the last band that you were in in the nineties. So yeah, that, that that reminds me. Like you, you guys have a pretty lengthy career, man. Can you can you uh, give us kind of like a little rundown of of how you started and and how you got here? Sure. So um, uh, Chris and I were in a band called Abolish that started in the late eighties. Um, went into the nineties. Um, we were pretty successful with that. We were. You know, at one point we opened up at Electric Factory in Philadelphia. We opened up for Iron Maiden. I think it was like 94, 95. I always get the date messed up on wow. the top of my head. But we did, we did some pretty big things with that. Um, and, it, and it was pretty awesome. Um, we came down to, uh, with a, um, uh, uh, Piranha. Thanks, Chris. Right. We came down south, uh, south with Piranha, set us up shows down there. We set them up with shows up by us. We came down to Tennessee. I, I believe it was the canneries, the cannery in Tennessee, right? 
we played the cannery in Tennessee, and then we played a, a show in um, Kentucky, and then I think a show in Alabama. Um, they were awesome. It was, it was super fun to do, but it's been a while. Um, and then the that that project was called Abolish. I'm sorry, I should have said that earlier on. Um, but um, this was pre the Abolish band that came out in Florida, if anyone recalls that. But there was another band that came out years later. Um, we didn't dispute the fact that they, you know, they had the name or anything because we really weren't doing anything. Um, and then we all, you know, we kind of, we never really broke up, but we kind of all went on like a hiatus. And then uh, I pursued writing music for like TV shows and stuff like that and libraries for TV shows. And as I was doing that, um, you know, Chris, I mean, Chris is my best friend, the guy, you know, bass player on the phone. Uh, we, you know, I would, I was showing him music I was writing and then there was some stuff that I was like, man, this stuff's pretty good. And he's like, we ought to do something with it, which we did. So, um, we, we got together, we started kind of, you know, for the first album, Warren Dead, um, we basically got together and said, let's do something with us, just do a project. So we pulled in, um, from another local band, um, back in the nineties called Pummel. Um, they were also doing pretty well, um, you know, back in the nineties as well. It was for a lot of the same bands that we did, Propane, um, uh, uh, yeah, Overkill and stuff like that, yeah. Um, there were some decent bands we both opened up for at the time. And um, whereas I said, hey, Mike, you want to do some solos on some, uh, you know, some music we're working on, just going to be a project. And he said, yeah, absolutely. So uh, as he started laying solos down, it really started coming together. And uh, we let our old manager hear it. And he was just like, you guys got to do something with this. You can't just like let it not be a, a band. So we um, went forward and made it into a band in 20, probably 16. Uh, the drummer is also from Pummel. So we're half, two, two local half bands, half Pummel and half Abolished from the 90s. And um, Cliff came, you know, happened to just call Mike randomly, just ask him how he was doing. And Mike's like, oh, I'm jamming with Tim and Chris. And we're working on this project. As a matter of fact, we're looking for a drummer. You want to hear some of it? You want to try it out? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So he, um, you know, we, we sent him stuff. We sent him three songs. He jammed them out on a video for us. It was funny. He was playing electronic drum kit to show us what he was doing. And he was wearing his daughter's pink headphones shirtless <laughs> it was hilarious he turns around he's like smiling at us as he's doing it he's totally kicking ass and we we're like hey you know that's our drummer so um by 2017 we were playing shows and um we've been steady playing shows since then and we were on a on a great steamroll um 2017 2018 we won the northeast um walking uh battle con uh, contest and went to Flo uh, florida i'm sorry went to california played the Viper Room, which was killer. Um, we came in second. Um, you know, it, that's that's awesome, but it was great. And anyway, it's, it actually helped us a lot, um, get a lot of recognition doing that um, that contest and actually doing what we did. Uh, it was very helpful to us. Uh, I definitely say that. And then, um, you know, 2019 came around. Pavement was interested in re-releasing the album, so we did that through Pavement. And then, you know, we continued to play out as much as we can. Um, and we were on a pretty good roll and then COVID hit and kind of derailed us like it did a bunch of other bands. And, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, last year, um, you know, fortunate for us, um, the beginning of 2021, um, we were able to get on uh, Blue Ridge Rock Fest down in Virginia last year and Full Terror Salt. So we played those like back to back. They were within the same four days. Um, when that was a, a really awesome experience, both both events were. 
so we're slowly coming back in 21 um, and then we were pressing hard on the new album Fear Comes Knocking and um, we released it this year February 25th and uh, it's been doing pretty good um, and uh, we're just you know trying to play out as much as we can and here we are and uh, we're excited to be playing the Tennessee Metal Devastation Fest um, which is awesome we look forward to that I'm sorry, I was rambling there, Zach. Man. I apologize. Hey, man, I, I was listening, dude. I was listening, man. I, and uh, yeah, I remember last time we talked when you were on the show talking about the Viper Room and, and the Vakin uh, battle and all that. That was badass too. But man, you mentioned sharing the stage with Propane and Overkill. That's fucking badass. But I gotta go back. I heard you say you opened up for Iron Maiden. What the fuck was yeah. that like, man? Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was, um, it wasn't when, you know, when Bruce was with them, it was when they had the other singer. Um, it, it was, uh, it was being sponsored through a radio station that, um, the radio DJ was, I, I guess, somehow had connections and he was really into pushing us at the time. Um, it was us, and I always forget the other band's name, Chris, you know the other band's name off the top of your head? I sure do, because I'm looking at the flyer that still hangs on my wall to this day. It was Fear Factory. It was Fear us. Factory. Oh, man. Right, so, right so it was us, Fear Factory, and then Iron Maiden. And um, it was freaking epic. And you know what's terrible, dude? We were so excited and everything. Not one of us brought a fucking camera. I'm sorry, can I curse? Sorry about that. You know, and none of us took pictures. You know, we, we had friends take pictures off the stage. You know, you know, up in the uh, up, you know, up in the rafters and stuff and all that balcony and all that and everything from where it was. Um, but it was freaking amazing. Um, you know, Dave Murray and, and uh, Steve Harris stood there and watched our entire set. It's a, like being put on the spot, like you're jamming, you turn around and you're, you're so, first off, the, the place was packed. We didn't think we were going to be playing to like a full crowd when we went on, but it was packed from front to back, two, 3,000, 4,000 people, whatever was in there, it was packed. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was. I always say, like, if I was on, you know, uh, like if I was on any kind of heavy drugs, that I probably would have had a heart attack because the adrenaline <laughs> rush I got, man, it like it just went through me, man. It was. Man. I had to control myself. It was fucking crazy. I can only. Awesome. I can only imagine. You know, uh, yeah, like you said, with that with that massive crowd, but at the same time having some members of Iron Maiden standing there watching you too. Like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they were super cool. They were smiling and they were they were just digging it, man. You know, at that time, you know, the music we were playing, Abolish was kind of like a crossover, like metal, hardcore type sounding band. I sung a bit, you know, a bit like a lot higher. My tone of voice was higher. It was more like uh, John Connolly from uh, uh, Nuclear Assault yeah. at the time. Uh, and um, so it was like, uh, you know, I guess, you know, us opening and then Fear Factory, you know, they were heavy and aggressive, a bit more technical, and then you got Iron Maiden. So it was a, a pretty diverse lineup, and I think they were just checking out, like, you know, hey, what's going on with the, you know, what's this new music sounding like these days? But they were super cool. They were, they stood there and watched the whole time, and we were able to watch them from back behind stage, which was killer. Um, it was It was an awesome experience. One of the, you know, pinnacle things I think we did uh, in our lives, me and Chris and I, um, what do you think, Chris? I'm sorry, I'm doing a lot of talking. Yeah, Tim does a lot of the talking, man. I, I, I'm up at 3 in the morning, and I have to get up at 3 in the morning tomorrow, so I'm just, like, trying to fill in when I can and not step on anybody talking, man. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, opening up for Maiden was amazing. And me being the bass player and Steve Harris standing there watching you, talking about being put on the spot. It's just like, oh boy, you know, don't fuck up tonight, dude. If all night, you know. So, yeah, yeah it, it was amazing, dude. It was so much fun. And like Tim said, the adrenaline, it was like almost like a blink of an eye. Like, cause, you know, you, 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 you start to play a little bit faster and, and you hear a lot of bands do that live. And so it just seemed like it went by so fast. And then, like Tim said, unfortunately, we got no photos of it or anything to say, hey, look what we did. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a, a memory. Like I said, I got, I literally have like the flyer. It's like a 14 by 17 flyer that they posted and I have one literally hanging on my wall right now that I'm staring at as we speak. Does it have the year on it, Chris? What year was it? Was it 94 or 95? It doesn't have the year. It doesn't. Yeah. I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm not at my place and I still have the um, the backstage pass which does have the year on it hanging on the board and uh, so I can't read it. Sorry about that, Zach. <laughs> it just says February 17th. That's all I can say. February 17th, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you about the, the no photos thing, too, though, you know, because back in those days, none of us had smartphones, you know, so, like, we we weren't just walking around with a camera ready, you know. It's just, it was one of those things, like, unless you had somebody that was following you around, taking the pictures or, or you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. It's true. It's just stuck in our memories, man. I got it was my, disposable phones, but I mean, disposable yeah. uh, cameras back then were the big thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no one grabbed a few of those disposable cameras. Right. Do you feel like? Yeah. Uh, do you feel like it affected your performance that night? Like, did you guys? Uh, did you? Did you? Tr- I don't know. Like, did you show out a little bit extra because you knew that you were being on the spot, or? Um, I think I I, I don't think so. I think. Um, we were pretty well-schooled at that point. We had been playing the scene for probably, you know, with that the unit that we were with for at least three years, maybe. And we were really tight, and we had a decent following and drawing and stuff. Um, people to this day will still uh, compliment on the band. A guy actually posted, I think it was in, related to me posting about the festival, um, and he was talking about how it was us who got him into enjoying watching live music um, when he was younger, uh, seeing us playing Abolish, and he's like, I still have your stuff, and he goes, I love going to live events to, to this day because, you know, of seeing you at such a young age and seeing how powerful it was. And uh, hearing people say things to you like that, it's like, you know, it's just awesome, right? You know, what, what better a compliment can you get, like saying, hey, somebody watched you, you know, 20 plus years ago, and they're like, you know, saying that the reason they love watching live music this, to this day is because they saw you perform. It's just pretty epic. But I don't think, I'm sorry, I got off track there, but I don't think, um, I don't know if I would say I overperformed. You do feel nervous, um, for sure. Um, but I don't know. It's a, uh, I guess in a way you don't want to mess up, but if you think about it too much, then you might, might just mess up. So, yeah. What do you think, Chris? Well, that's just what I was going to say. I was watching TV, and they were talking about, like, the extreme sports people, and they're like, if you're not scared or have nerves, it's like you're not alive or you're not human, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you just got to channel that energy to, to your performance and, you know, try to put the best thing on. Like I said, I think the only thing it, it kind of causes us to do sometimes, and I, I also said before, you play a little bit faster. You know, you, you, you got to kind of rein that in a little bit, too, and... 
you know, it's just the adrenaline of it. You know, you're human and you just do it. And I think was, a lot of seasoned bands even do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the first events for us where when we walked off stage, people were waiting, you know, and we walked out because we wanted to hang out in the crowd. When we walked out, people were standing there. And when they saw us, this um, there was this one girl. She's like, oh, my God, can you sign my skirt? So we're signing her skirt right there. It was like weird. It was like, really? She's like, yeah. We're like, awesome. All right, cool. You know? Hey, you know what? Remember, you just put your meat for that too, Tim. Is you remember, after we were done, we went back and loaded our equipment in this. We used to rehearse in a container, a giant shipping container cart that this guy ran electricity in. So we took our equipment back there, loaded it up, closed it up, went to the uh, uh, restaurant called the dining car. And sat down eight, and people came in and go, "Yo, did we just see you guys fucking open up for Iron Maiden?" Like, you remember that dude? Like, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." It was like yeah, so cool. a bunch like, of people came through. Yeah. Like, oh my god, they're like, "You guys just opened for Iron Maiden, didn't you?" We're like, "Yeah, we did." Yeah. yeah. I had a big fucking pimple on the center of my forehead and I had to wear, and I, I wore a, like a skull cap and shit to cover it up on stage. People were like, what the fuck's up with this dude? <laughs> it's hot as balls in here. He's got a fucking hat on. Uh, yeah. Good old days. Good stuff. Well, we are super stoked to see you guys uh, down here in Tennessee at the festival, man. Um I know I'm sure you've seen all the fucking uh, controversy and, and madness yeah. surrounding it, man. What's your uh, what's your take on all that? It's interesting. I saw when you guys initially posted on it and I was like, I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, really? I'm like, and the first thing I thought of, which is, ever, you know, it's been mentioned now is, is, you know, the 80s. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, this isn't the 80s anymore. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I can't believe people still feel and think like that but it only goes to show you that some people still continue to think a certain way right they never they, they don't um i don't know what you want to call it they don't change and they just stay in a certain way um it's it, it's it's uh to me it, it's interesting and at the same time i was like you know i started thinking wow this is actually could be good fuel for the event too and uh, to be honest you know i was just like if, if people are going to talk about it and obviously also, another thought was, I hope it doesn't affect the event. You know, we, we're really excited about playing, and we don't, you know, hope it didn't, like, impact it in a negative way, which doesn't seem to be the case. I saw the other day that Loudwire mentioned it, um, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, they, uh, they, uh, they they wrote up an article about, I guess, Paramount Plus is actually putting out a show uh, about the Satanic Panic, and it's based around yeah. some, some metal band or something, but in the article they mentioned like what we're going through and how it's still a relevant thing. And I thought that was pretty cool when I saw that. I mean, they put the, t- you know, they put the yeah, link yeah. in there to, to go find out more information and everything. I was like, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. It was totally awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank how you. ironic is it, right? That they actually, that I, I, I'm, you know, you mentioned, I do remember reading that part that they're doing a show. And I was like, wow, how ironic is that, that this is all tying together at the same time, this happens to be going on at the same, you know, the show that they're developing at the same time. I was like, it's kind of coincidental. I think it's meant to be, you know, in a way. And um, Summoner Circle, we actually played with those guys. Um, they they were touring with Children of Bodom a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. we opened up in Reading with them. And um, that was the first time we met those guys, Herb and all them. And, uh, um, and uh, they're really cool dudes. And then I'll say this on the air. 
my daughter actually uh, dates is not dates, but she's the girlfriend of the drummer, Brandon. Um, so it's like a, an interesting combination. Like I didn't even know that they were playing. I won, went over there to visit them and Brandon's like, I see you're playing the, the Tennessee, um, the Tennessee metal at the station. I was like, yeah, I was like, are you guys? He's like, yeah, we're at mine. I was like, oh, <laughs> fucking awesome. I was like, killer, you know, I was like, this is fucking killer. So it's awesome. It's a killer event. That is, uh, that's one of the things that I look most forward to. And one of the coolest things about it is like how many of the bands know each other and, and we're all kind of intertwined in, in through different ways. You know, it's just, uh, it's going to be like a, like a, I don't know, like a family reunion sort of, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's it's great to line up how diverse it is too. I'm totally looking forward to checking out the other bands and everything. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. We we tried to uh, we tried to keep it as close as possible to like what it's like here, what we do with the radio and what we do with our brand. You know, because we're we're always trying to embrace all the different types of stuff. But I mean, obviously, couldn't fit every single genre in one day. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, it's a little hard, but, but I mean, you did an awesome job with it, and I actually like that. I like watching events where it's diverse, and you're seeing a mix, um, and things, you know, you, you get to see a, a different flavor of everything, and I, I actually enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I, I've always been a big fan of the like, like the way that Europe does it. A lot of the European festivals are like that, and mm-hmm. uh, I think for a long time here in the States, you didn't see that much of that, but I'm seeing a lot more of it nowadays. But definitely, yeah. uh, for a long time there, it was, it was you know, usually over here it would be like one one type of, you know, like a thrash or a death fest or something. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Ridge was like that last year. They were that was a real mixed event. That was pretty freaking epic too. I heard they're changing it up this year though they're going to make like specific stages a certain way like there's going to be a metal stage and then a modern rock stage and then a different like kind of focusing whereas last year like you know you could have been on a stage playing with a band that was more modern rock or a different flavor or, or metal core or something but, ne- but metal um, it was really awesome though I'm sorry I don't mean Oh yeah. Get a cat bother me. <laughs> well, I, I know there's definitely there's definitely a lot of fans down here that are hungry for this kind of music and they don't get they don't often uh they don't get to see a lot of the more extreme stuff and, and underground stuff and I mean I'm always complaining that, that a lot of my favorite bands don't tour here in Tennessee. You know? Right. And every time I see a band announce a tour I go look at the dates and it's like, oh fuck, they're going to Atlanta, you know? Like they, they right. always, and I, and it, I always wondered why, and, and I'm starting to kind of figure it out. I think is that maybe some of these venues are just where they just don't want to deal with too much of the backlash or, mm-hmm. or what. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's hopefully it's going to loosen up soon, and I'm hoping with this that we can at least get it to, uh, you know, open up the gates, man. Right, right. I was just going to say that it's a, it's a good starting point for sure, absolutely. And I hope you guys get to continue doing it. In all honesty, I mean, it's pretty awesome. And uh, you know, everything you got, you know, the vendors and everything that you got showing up, it all seems like it's going to be like a really killer event. Super excited about it. Hell People yeah. definitely need to come out to it and check it out, man. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, I'm about out of questions for you guys. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? Um. No, you know, we're eyes of living, and uh, if you like what we're doing, you know, give us a like on Facebook and Instagram, and 
all that jazz and you know um come check us out make sure you're you know down at the uh, tennessee metal devastation music festival and uh check us out there we're going to throw down heavy and uh you know and there's going to be a you know, ton of other great bands there so yeah man that's about it yeah time. We, and we want to thank you for playing our stuff and supporting us and having us on for this interview it's it, we, we really appreciate the support man. always man i'm a fan first dude yeah, awesome. Uh, before I let you guys go, can I get you to make us a station tag? Sure, sure. All right, whenever you're ready, say something like, "This is Eyes of the Living," and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. We're we gonna say it at the same time, Tim, or are we gonna do? One, you say, Chris. Right? Chris, you say this is this is Chris. I'll say this is Tim from Eyes of the Living, and then right. I'll say that. All right. Okay. This is Chris from Eyes of the Living. This is Tim, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, guys, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us, and we cannot wait to see you October 8th. Zach, awesome, dude. Thanks, too, Zach, man. man. Thank you so much, man. Hell yeah, dude. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, take care, brother. Later. Bye. Later. There you have it, folks. Eyes of the Living live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation fucking radio. Like I told you earlier, put your speakers in your fucking windows, put them in your front lawns, put them in your neighbor's driveway. Do whatever you can. Make sure, if you don't see U-Haul trucks everywhere tomorrow, seriously, man, you need to invest in a bigger, louder stereo system or some bigger balls and fucking reach out and grab the fucking volume knob right now, dude. Crank this fucking shit up. This is Eyes of the Living with Destroy Everything.